Hey, Colin. What is up? Not much. Just uh, got back from my walk and just uh, trolling Reddit. And, <laughs> you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> I actually got on Reddit yesterday for the first time and, like, I can't remember. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I've never been a Redditor, a Reddit, oh, Reddit okay. person. Uh, I'm, obviously, a lot of things come from there, so you end up coming across it a lot, but I, I definitely don't visit it every day or, or anything like that, because um, I can't. Like, if I, went, <laughs> if I went there, I would never get anything done. So, um, but yesterday, I was like, I'm going to go to Reddit, and I set, you set, I set, like, myself, like, a timer. I get 10 minutes, and I'm bopping around. Um, Kyle showed me an interesting Reddit subreddit it was called um something like you probably know this one but it's something like almost interesting or mildly interesting mildly interesting yes thank you and uh man the stuff that's on there is just quality you know it's just it's just quality mildly interesting is just quality yeah it's it's one of my it went away i i took like a two or three year break from reddit just to just to be more productive and whatnot, but uh, when I when I got back, that was one of the first ones that I resubscribed to. Because it's, it's just it's it's quality. I I enjoy visual jokes and puns and yeah. um, the whole thing and people. I don't know. It's people finding the the odd, mildly interesting things in life, and I don't yeah. know. It's to me that's you know it's the the little things in life make make life better yeah i um it was like when he told me about it i went to it and i the very first one that i saw was perfect i don't remember what it was but i just remember it like being mildly interesting like i was like wow this is (laughs) like the weirdest thing I'll, i'll tell you what though i do have a um uh something i could post to it today i went i had to run a couple of errands and i uh was getting gas in my car and on top of the gas pump was a uh, packet of bologna that (laughs) that someone like left there i'm thinking to myself like first of all what leads you to the point where you are like where do i put my bologna (laughs) let me just put it on the top of the gas pump and then and then obviously you get home and you're like man i'm gonna have myself a banging bologna sandwich you know, <laughs> and then it's not and there, and you don't have any baloney. I'm like, oh man. So anyway, that guy had, you know, I hope that's the worst thing that happened in his day because it's not that bad. But it, um, whoever left the baloney there, I, I just took a picture. I didn't move it because I figured, you know, who knows? The guy could come back at any time. Um, but there was baloney there. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I took a picture of it. And I could tell. I could definitely say that that would be like a mildly interesting uh, post for sure. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know if you it was a while back but i was out for a walk and there was just a random pickle like a whole dill pickle just on the on the street it's like I didn't okay, see that. what 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 leads you to like you're not just oh i've got a jar of pickles and i'm gonna drop one or you're yeah. out for a walk and you've got two and you finish one pickle and you're like well who i cares want about this one, this one? <laughs> where did you post that on twitter yeah, it was. Oh, I didn't back. see it. It was. It was. It was just a, a text tweet. But oh, oh, oh! 
It was it was late at night, and I'm walking, and there was a just a random pickle. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. I mean, it could have been a pickle fight, and you just saw like you were on you were just on the edge of it. You know what I mean? Like you just, there like, could have been pickles everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you didn't you didn't you weren't observant to see the other. I, I do I do live kind of at the edge of a, a cemetery, so <clears throat> you know you never know what goes on late at night in a cemetery. No, that there's that's for sure. I, on the off chance, have you been recording? I have been. Okay, good. Because the question I wanted to open up with this week was when was the last? I mean, these this was a good open for sure. But I, what when was the last time that you made fish at home, and what was it, and what did you have? Um, about a week ago, or yeah. a week and a half ago. I, I have to check Instagram, but it was salmon. And uh-huh. my go-to salmon recipe is very, very simple. It's uh, about a half a cup of butter and a bunch <laughs> of garlic um, and salt and pepper. And then the larger grain salt, I don't know, you know, whatever, yeah. sea salt that's larger grain. And uh-huh. um, that, a little bit of that on top. And then wrap that in foil mm. in the oven for 20 minutes. Wait, with lemon like whole lemon slices all in there i um that sounds good i there's a couple of different ways i like to have salmon um i'm a pretty big sushi fan anyway but oh yeah um the i like um when i make it at home what i'll do is i'll put um put salt and pepper on it but you put um brown sugar on one side and when you when you, yeah, see, I see the face and I see, I see that you, you know, you might want to jot this down is, um, you, you put some brown sugar on just one side of it. And what you do is for the majority of the time that you're cooking it, you do it on the brown sugar side and it caramelizes and, and gets, and, um, gets nice and hard like a candy so that by the time you're, you're by the time that the, the fish is ready, which isn't, doesn't take very long to cook, obviously salmon, um, the that side will have like a little candied shell on it. It's it's pretty decent. That's I'm gonna have to try that because yeah. Um, you have to look up a recipe. Yeah, for it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. have to look up a recipe for it and and, and try it because um, one of the things that I'm trying to do is introduce my girlfriend to fish because mm-hmm. one of her parents really hates fish and so mm-hmm. she doesn't she doesn't eat it a lot. And hasn't, but she's, she's open to trying new recipes and everything. So, um, obviously I want to have something delicious. Yeah. So I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. That's the thing when you, when you maybe not introduce someone to something, but when you are convinced that you like something, it's, I think it's funny because everybody's, everybody's, um, palates are so different and sometimes you have something and then someone else says, well, I don't like that. And there are people that, that are ignorant to, to things. Like, they'll say, well, I don't like oysters, even though they've never even tried one. They'll say they don't like them without trying it, which, I, you know, there's people that, that are willing to do that. But then there's people that literally legitimately will, will, will be like, hey, listen, I, I tried this five different ways, and I just don't like it because um, their palate is, is yeah. genuinely different, you know. And uh, like mushrooms or, or different things that you think to yourself, 
how could you not like this? You know, like it's such a weird thing to, but it is, it's a delicate balance when you try to introduce someone to something that you like. And especially when it's your significant other, because like, man, if you like fish, you want her to like fish. Cause then, cause you want to make fish all the time. Um, so you have to be, you have to do it very carefully. You have to give her something that now I will say that if you salmon is, um, I don't know where you get, what kind of salmon you end up buying, but salmon can have a slight fish flavor to it sometimes not all the time but some some of the salmons have a, a a not a fishy like salty but a fishy like you know it's fish like there's no doubt yeah. about it. um but if by doing that brown sugar recipe a little bit of you know little candied outer shell that that that's a way to slide into fish if i ever saw one you know yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna have to experiment with that and see what's the what's the best way to do that and how to how to in, incorporate a sweet side to it. I'm already doing, you know, some of that with the lemon, yeah. but um, I, f- I feel like that's that's a great idea. Never, never. Lemon, thought lemon is it. like an equalizer, you know, and it's a lot of people will put like lemon on like uh, an oyster or a, a this or that to neutralize the. But I'm the opposite. Like I don't put lemon on many things. I, I like lemon on chicken with capers and stuff like that. I like lemon. Um, on different things where where it it just enhances everything, but I don't like lemon to cancel because I would when I get oysters, I want an oyster that was feeding on the dirtiest, yuckiest dredge, you know, like on the bottom of you know name the bay. I, that's the that's what I want. I, when I eat an oyster, I would like to imagine that I'm I'm drowning in a, a terrible swamp. That's what I want to taste. Um, uh, so lemon ruins that for me. Yeah, I, I, I actually prefer like the, the butter lemon, but Mm. like the flavor when I'm cooking salmon, but for for other things, um, like I, well, maybe some cookies and stuff like that, but it's talking about fish. Uh Um, I, that's probably the only case where I like kind of like the citrus in it. And, and maybe that's just because I haven't had something that's delicious with the, with the citrus with it. But, um, you know, if you take fresh sashimi or something, like, I'm mm. not going to put lemon on that. No. No. Okay, so this week we were, we were kind of, I don't know if you have any follow-up from previous conversations at all. I, I don't necessarily have anything. Uh, it does look like Twitter's days are numbered, if that's a thread that we continue to pull. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, they're either going to have to make some big cutbacks or, um, some major platform announcements to reinvigorate their stock price or, which I don't think will happen. Um, some major, uh, uh, announcements as far as growth goes, but I don't see that happening. Um, if anything, I would think that their numbers will decline. So, um, Things don't look all that good there. Uh, change is going to come. I just don't know what it's going to look like yet. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think Twitter and, you know, like with Twitter being down for mm-hmm. multiple times yesterday, um, and yeah, sure, they, they were being attacked and they were using, uh, you know, cloud solution that everybody else was using as well, but... Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I just think that they're going to have to do something. And, mm-hmm. and what, what, what it will be, I, I think their board will, you know, be forced to, you know, in the next quarter, make, make some sort of decision. Yep. Something's going to have to happen. So let's see. Um, I'm just looking to see. It looks like they have about three, roughly $3 billion cash on hand, cash and short-term investments. So um, I, I think I think just in, in terms of, you know, if they cut things down and decided to just weather the storm, they could for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they're they're running themselves as this big, you know, as if they're going to continue having tons and tons of of money and mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of like a high growth VC funded company, and they're not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know so. they recently closed an office um, or something. I, I actually probably shouldn't comment on it because I don't remember exactly what I read when I wrote it, and I don't have it written down here. Um, I thought maybe it was Japan, but I'm not positive. Um, uh, you would think that they wouldn't do something like that because I think that would probably be a pretty pivotal area for them. But um, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what the future holds there. The other follow up that maybe we we could have is that I remember you mentioning that you um, I think you texted me or, or sent me a, a direct message on Twitter or something that you said uh, that you had found some of your old blog posts and and ha- have you restored those in your blog yet? Oh yeah. Um, so I, <laughs> I have multiple backups and archives and stuff and all of my WordPress exports and all of that yeah. did not have the full everything that I, I thought I had. And, uh, I, I went through multiple drives and everything, nothing, nothing had it. And then I remembered that in the process of uh, transferring everything over to TCN and kind of doing the handoff with my friends that were were doing that more comic book and and movie focused site. Um, mm-hmm. I made a backup of Waking Ideas just to a waking to a WordPress.com site oh. and put set everything private. So I had I had a copy of everything on you know WordPress's servers. So I exported that <laughs> and brought it back over. Yeah. The so so I've I've restored a few posts, um, some movie reviews, and a few other things. But I for the for the most part, I don't think I'm going to restore very many. Yeah. Um, you know, just. But at least you have them. Kind of, kind of in that. Um, you know, I I feel like what I want to be posting about and writing about going forward is more. Uh, continue recording. Is is more infirmal or less less infirmal, more long term. Like mm-hmm. I want to look back and and say, yeah, this is something that that was worth writing about. Yeah. Yep. I I recently so I made a few updates to my blog this week um, since we last talked. Um, I have been cleaning up some of the archives because my. My blog, the interesting thing about a blog, and, and partially right why people probably don't have one, <laughs> why some people don't have one, is that it's work. Um, it's work to maintain data like that. And sometimes, you know, you might end up switching platforms. In some case, people switch, you know, technologies or URLs or domain names or, 
whatever over the over the years, you know. And what ends up happening though is if you have like I do, you know, like maybe like 4,000 individual posts or something, you have little things that break down over time. Like um, some of the links back and forth between content and things can break on, on occasion. Some of the images that might have been hosted on, like, let's say, you know, there's a lot of images that are on my blog that are still pointing to Flickr from who knows when, but they, they could be gone in the next couple of years for all we know with uh, with how Yahoo's going. we have no, I have no idea. I don't, I hope that somehow Flickr figures out a way to stay um, at least up, if not in business. Um, but the you know those URLs could go bad. So let's say that happened. You know you have to kind of go back and, and clean things up. So I have been doing that. Um, I've also been going back and I did take down a few posts that were um, that have no context, but may have been part of a discussion that don't, no longer exists. So even if you were to find it there would be no way for you to figure out exactly what was going on there. So I've gotten rid of some things like that. And then I also went through and, um, there, there's some stuff I use bootstrap as my kind of like the way that I style the, the blog and, um, some of the padding and stuff like that wasn't exactly what I wanted. So now it's a little bit more readable. Um, there's some more spacing in between paragraphs, a little bit more letter spacing in between the letters on mobile. It's a little bit better, more cleaned up, but I want to do a lot more work there. Um, and I think I cleaned up a couple other little tiny things um, on image posts and stuff. So um, it's a lot. It's getting there. And as of tomorrow, I'll hit 30 days of an image every day, um, even though I have a lot of images that, that predate that. And they're all over the place. Sometimes I posted three a day or whatever. But I, consistently one bl- image post per day every morning at 9 a.m. And tomorrow will be day 30. And I'll set seven more up tomorrow morning because I do it every Sunday. Um, which I, I'm thinking now I shouldn't wait till the last day because what if I'm – like what if tomorrow like I'm traveling um, or something? I kind of I, – I, I guess I didn't really plan that through. It was I'm, I set seven more on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. I probably <laughs> should do it. You I should, should probably like Saturday or Friday. Something just in case, like, what if I was traveling tomorrow? I would end up missing a day. So, um, it sounds like a stupid problem, but I really do want to keep this streak going. So, um, and I also wrote a couple blog posts. This month has been the best traffic to my blog in six or eight months, and I only started writing actively um, at least a status post, and at least an image post, and at least a blog post every single day, pretty much. Um, so, I'm happy that that all of the traffic and everything's going in the right direction. Cool. So that's yeah. the blog update. I uh, later today I will be scheduling at least seven posts for next week. So next week will be a full week of, of th- things going up. Are um, these all images? Uh, some images and some text posts. Because I will nice. be traveling and um, I'll, be, I'll be in LA for meetings. So I'm kind of kind of excited to have stuff going up and then also be taking more pictures and having, you know, creating more content to go up as I'm, as I'm there. Yeah. Um, did you, so you're going to LA, huh? Um, how often do you have to go to LA? Uh, not very often. Um, (laughs) and depending on how, how the contract goes and if it gets renewed, if this may be the last trip. (laughs) Oh, okay. Because, um, I 
there's a there's a slight chance I'd be coming to LA in um, probably like within two months or something. There's a, it's a small chance, but there's something that's in the works right now that may lead me to be in LA. And um, uh, I was remember how I was talking to you over Twitter about maybe doing some sort of photo thing. Um, but we'll talk about that offline because there's little little there's a couple other little tidbits in the works that may make it very interesting. So uh, okay. we'll keep yeah, everybody we'll, we'll, we'll like Donald Trump. Later. We'll keep everybody in suspense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay, so we we've done the blog update. Oh, so I feel yeah. like um, what one thing that I as I was digging through my archives, I found uh, basically an export from when I was using movable type. And it's it's not a good export. It's basically a raw text, yeah. post title, date, raw text content, a few lines, and then the next post. And it's just like one single text file that I mean I'd have to write some code to be able to yeah, import absolutely. it and convert yeah. it into an importable form. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that transition, you know, when I moved from movable type over to WordPress and um, you know, hand-rolling HTML and then going back to WordPress and back and forth and back and forth and having all sorts of different archives um, kind of made me think about, like, my transition from from using Gmail to using FastMail and mm-hmm. just kind of, like, uh, with Google kind of announcing, like, all of their privacy and data sharing stuff, I, I went back and looked at all, all that kind of stuff and what data they had for me. And it's, it just confirms my, like, okay, I definitely want to be far, far less involved in Google's platform. Yeah. Yep. I'm, 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 that's kind of what leads us into this email services uh, discussion is because um, I have a few accounts with Google for email. Um, I have, two email addresses that I use, both are powered by Google apps. One I pay for, one's personal. I don't have to pay for. Um, and I don't even know if I should be paying for it. I'm not, I don't even know, to be honest with you. But my, my blog address, cdabrew.com, that is powered by Google apps for email. And plain made, my business is, is powered by Google apps for email. And so, um, I would like to have both of those shift to uh someone that's not google and and I, I don't really subscribe to the paranoia like i'm not partially because i'm not interesting i don't i don't really care that google has access to my email um the worst that would ever come out of that if uh, like if i look at like the worst email i've ever written was probably you know where a client deal went bad and, and maybe I didn't react the right way or whatever it is. Like, so there's probably, you know, everybody has like these little skeletons in their closet and things, but I don't have any email that if it was ever leaked that I don't care about, you know, Call um, for president. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, so when, so, when, when we hack your email and those emails yeah. go out, you'll be so embarrassed. Exactly. So, so that's the kind of like the thing I like, so yes, there's banking, there's all kinds of things, but I really right. think that if, if there's, if there's hackers that really want to get into pretty much anybody's stuff, they can't. So um, I'm not that worried about that for that reason. It's just that, you know, um, I, I don't like the way Google's accounts work. I think it's very, very bad, um, uh, meaning that 
like if you have multiple accounts and you're switching between them and stuff, it just seems like it's a mess and it's never been figured out and they haven't gotten it right. You can't migrate from one account to the other. Google Plus is tied to every little thing. So you have like these Google Plus accounts that aren't live or active. You can't use your Google Apps account on certain services, but you can on others unless you turn it on in your admin. And so there's all these little, there's these little, little like things that, that in my opinion, I just, I, I, I'm kind of sick of them. Yeah. And I've been dealing with them and dealing with them and dealing with them. And I could enumerate about them. And there's a couple blog posts on my blog about some of those, uh, you know, headaches. But by and large, I wouldn't mind just owning my own email service. And I don't mean that I want to run my own send mail service somewhere or post mail service or anything because I don't want to deal with all that. But but paying for someone that just says, hey, all we do is email all day. Um, that's kind of where where I would like to go. That's that's basically you know the, one of the reasons why I moved off Gmail is because um, because of the integration into you know Google Plus, but it's not just Google Plus; it's all of the Google platform you're integrated into, and they started tying all of that information together. Um, and it's like, okay, well, what what does that say about like how dedicated are you to providing a, a quality email service? It's yeah. like, okay, that's just one small part of this big platform, and you get most of your money from search, and okay, I think I want my my email service provided by somebody that does just email service. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, don't, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with, with having a big, huge platform. I just think right. that... that uh, Companies that do just email or email in that particular silo of of technology can do it much much better. Yep. And and then there's it's it's a viable business, and there are companies out there that are doing a great job. So. Yeah. So you have switched to Fastmail. Yes, I I have switched to Fastmail. I keep my Gmail account relatively active, just because I'm I'm on other parts of the, the Google platform, but yeah. um, I'm, I'd am i say 90%, 95% of my email goes straight through. I would say tons of people have Gmail accounts that aren't their email address. You know what I mean? Like, I have a Gmail email account um, that I just forward to my cdiver.com um, on the off chance that some email lands there because of, uh, of, of an integration with YouTube yeah. or whatever the heck. Um, so yeah, you know, there's, they, they, they say they have hundreds of millions of accounts of Gmail and they probably do because it's, uh, or even a billion, I think they have. Um, and uh, they probably do because everybody has to sign up just to be able to, you know, leave a comment on YouTube or to upload a Google photo or, you know, any number of other things. I, I feel like it's the same thing with my, um, my at hotmail account or yeah. whatever it is now, but it, but the app hotmail still works, and you know I, I use it to log into Skype and to to my Xbox, and mm-hmm. it's you know really it's like an identity token. I don't use it for email, and I'm sure that that email box is just full of garbage because I don't I don't log into it. Well, what's crazy is I, I, I you know I don't I don't know if you remember pre Gmail, but there is still a lot of money in email, and I'm very surprised that the other large players in this space have not turned on an email service. 
I don't know if you remember that Facebook did try to turn on at Facebook.com so that you could e- like you could email my username at Facebook.com and I'd get an email. Um, they turned that on, and what that would be, which was nice, which was a way to get into a Facebook message without needing to use Messenger, so someone could email you and it would end up being a Facebook message. Um, but I think they turned that off now. So. Um, the reason why I say I'm surprised at that is because imagine this pre Gmail, everybody was paying for email in some respects, whether that was for, through your ISP, which gave you like, you know, a free email account or whatever it gave you back in the day, but it was limited in the amount of space that you could have. And back then people were not sending photos to each other. Very often people were not sending videos to each other ever. People were not sending, but they were starting to send business files, documents, so on and so forth. So what was happening was, People's emails became a storage solution for copies of things like contracts and whatever. This is pre-Dropbox. This is pre-iCloud. This is pre-you know anything but whatever the heck was in your documents folder. So when when you know Tom sent Sally a contract and they didn't delete the email in their inbox, it started to build up. But they could always search their email for Sally and find the contract. Um, and so Gmail came out and was all of a sudden saying, hey, we're going to give you a gigabyte for free, which was like, I remember right on their homepage, it showed it you huge. how much space. Yeah, it was huge. A gigabyte, you were like, what? what? How will I ever fill that? Because I think I like the, the max, and it, it was probably Yahoo or somebody, but it was like 100 megabytes. And maybe, yeah. At the most. Yeah, yep. And so I remember their, their, their front page of gmail.com, and this is probably going back. Uh, you know, early 2000s, if not even late 90s. I don't even know exactly. It's got to be early 2000s because Google wasn't around in the late 90s, I don't think. So um, their homepage, like, started to tick up. And the more people that signed up, the larger the space they would give you individually, which was insane. Do you remember that, Danny? Do you remember the front page, like, showing, like, 1.1 point whatever of your, like, gigabytes you have? And then it kept going up. Yeah, it was... It was like, uh, like it was ticking up. Yeah, and it was. Yep. I mean, now it's just a like a little small little mark in your Gmail account. Like right now, mine says you know seven point four five gigabytes used of fifteen, like, which is insane. Wow, it it went from yep. one you know in the past fifteen years, whenever two thousand six, ten years, but from one to fifteen that they've given us so. Mm-hmm. And some would say that 15 isn't enough because now, now that you, the problem with that storage space is it's not limited to just your email. It's also Google Photos and Google Drive and, and so on and so forth. And so um, the second you turn Google Photos on, which I had that problem, I, I have a blog post about this if anybody wants to search my blog for Google Photos. But um, it literally will shut your Gmail off if you fill up that 50, 50 gigabytes so, or 15 gigabytes. So, yeah. Um, when I turned Google Photos on, I have 75,000 images and 2,000 HD videos and whatever else. Um, it filled up that 15 gigabytes without thinking about it. And I didn't think anything about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to fill my 15 gig because it's free just to see how Google Photos works and play with searching and creating albums and sharing and see how Google Photos works. Maybe I'll pay for it and get it. Actually, I'm wrong. Hold on a second. Let me back up one second. I paid for the unlimited plan or whatever the plan is that they have. Then I filled it 
<laughs> to see whether or not I liked it. And then I decided I didn't like Google Photos as much as iCloud, so I turned it off. But it takes you back to that 15, but that 15 was full. And then I wasn't getting an email, and so I'm, I'm getting, like, calls. It was so weird because I don't think my sister has ever even – I think my sister has emailed me twice in my life because we talk, we talk in real life, you know. And um, I remember her asking me, like, hey, did you get that email I sent you? And I'm like, email you sent me? What are you talking about? So it was like two or three days that I didn't get an email. I didn't even notice. Even though I get hundreds of emails, I just never even thought about it. I was like, oh, it's kind of like going to your mailbox and opening it and there's no mail. And you're like, I guess that's fine. Like, right. <laughs> it, but, but you don't know that the mailman just didn't just, – he didn't feel like working that day. You know what I mean? He went to the bar instead. Um, so you just didn't get mail. Who cares? You, it'll, you'll get it tomorrow kind of a, a feeling, you know. Um, and, and so – Anyway, long story short is if you do have if you see that your Google space, Google Drive space is very nearly full, uh be very careful because um you could not your email will just stop working. And then when you empty it, it'll they'll start some of them will flood back in based on whether or not the person that sent you the email, based on whether or not those servers will retry long enough. Yeah. It's not like Google holds on to those emails and waits to put them in your inbox. Um, only if whoever sent them to you that that their their sending server tries again and again and again and again for a couple of days, you know. Which so is, beware. Which is fantastic that they that they built that in, but there's yeah. no there's no oh you get to pick which emails you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. So, so anyway, be careful with that. I mean, you already have half full, so be careful. Because, and the reason why I'm saying be careful is because of the the way that everything gets recorded nowadays. Um, if you go buy a Google Pixel right now, I think they give you uh, unlimited or something when you buy the Google Pixel. But just as an illustration, if you go buy a new Android phone right now or something, I'm sure Google Photos is one tap from being turned on, automatically backing everything up. So you will fill that 15 in with, without even knowing it. Yeah, it's. I, I've, every time, like, I'm on Android or, or on, on my phone, and it's like, oh, do you want to back up to, to some Google service? I'm like, no, let's, let's not do that. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll send my photos to Flickr if I want to, want to back them up, or, or to Dropbox or somewhere else, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know, I, like, like you're saying, there's, there's so many unintended consequences of, yeah. Like I, I had no idea that like your Gmail would just stop taking email. I don't. I don't agree with their policy on that. I really do believe that the email should continue to come in, even if it's full, and it should send you multiple warnings, or it shouldn't let you download the attachments that you get. The email subjects should continue to come in. They should email you or give you alerts in Gmail because obviously not everybody uses Gmail.com. Um, they'll use like a mail client or something. So it should email you and say, your storage is full, which by the way, it had done that to me, but I didn't get the email because once I turned it off, uh, excuse me, once I deleted the, 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 the Google photos, which by the way, was almost impossible because there is no delete all. I had to go in there and select like hundreds at a time and delete them. It was, it was maddening for a day. Um, but then all of a sudden you get an email that says, your storage full. I'm like, well, thanks, because I didn't get that. You know what I mean? So I don't know. 
I don't I don't like the way they handle that. Maybe they clean they've cleaned that up slightly because I'm sure people hit that all the time. If you buy space from them, fill it up and then turn and then don't pay, you're going to go over your free threshold in in 1 second, you know? So, um okay, so email services, fast mail, what do you like about them? Besides the fact that that's what they do and and blah blah blah, how I'm assuming that, you know, nowadays it's very easy to set up. It's as easy to set up as anything else. Yeah, I, I think I set it up three years ago or so, maybe two years ago. But um, I I set it up. It's basically a setup and ignore. You don't have like I have done nothing other than once a year clicking the okay yes I want to keep paying these people, mm-hmm. um, and that's it's been like a no brainer to have you know t- to make that choice because it just works and you know kind of like it fulfills that promise of, okay, I'm, I'm going to set something up once and then it's, I I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, Mike, the way I currently use email is, um, like basically everything goes through my phone and, um, from multiple email services. And then I delete via IMAP like the vast majority of, of junk. <laughs> and and I don't mean junk, I mean all the stuff that I don't want to keep. Yeah. And you know, there's so many or like notification style emails and marketing stuff and just they're they're not actually emails that I want to keep and I will I would ever like have a desire to keep. Yeah. Um and so so that happens on my phone and then like once a day or once a week, I'll actually log in to the email email client and then archive things that are are done. You know, like yeah. if, it's, if it's like a, an Amazon shipping notification, all right, that that I'm gonna save that just in case I have to fight with Amazon over <laughs> a product or something. But that yeah. that I don't need that in my inbox, and so you know. I try to keep well, as close to inbox zero as possible, um, like on a weekly basis, roughly. And what mail that that tra- translates over to my phone because because of IMAP and it clears. So yeah. my my phone is only you know only what's relevant, and so I I just love that. What what kind of um, what email client do you use? Um, I'm I'm just in in browser. Oh, okay. Um, in their client, you mean? Yes, in their yeah. their uh, web web client. Yeah. Um, what and and how do their tiers work? I didn't even look them up, so you can be my like like how much do you pay and 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 what is it based on? Uh, let me see. Because <laughs> do you pay for a year? Billion plan. Yeah, I'm I'm paying on a yearly basis. Um, they have a. Standard, basic, and pro, and it's 30, 50, or 90 a year, um, and it's based on... Space? Um, based on space. And their, their the basic, their, their basic plan always... is you can't use your own domain, so it's like, okay, well, everybody's going to be using... Yeah. Almost everybody's going to be using a standard or pro, pro plan. Yeah. And, um, you know, the... Their, their standard is 25, and their pro is 100 gigabytes. 
And so when I see that, okay, my, my Gmail, I'm using 7.5, right. I'm, I'm more than happy to pay for, you know, strictly for my email, 25 gigabytes. I'm, I'm 100% happy to continue paying that. And if I ever start using email as like a storage solution, solution or something, or I start emailing huge videos back and forth or something, I, yeah. I'll, I'll upgrade to the 50 gig plan. There is several little innovations that have happened over time with regards to files and emails that I really wish were pushed a little bit further, and I, and I don't know why they haven't been. I know Apple has a new one in their latest OS releases where it kind of uses iCloud to put, like if you, if you try to attach to an email uh, a 500 megabyte video or something, it will like automatically put it on, on iCloud or something as like a downloadable thing. And, but what I would really like to see is the fact that, you know, obviously it's kind of like snow, like emails, like snow, it just keeps piling up, you know? And if, if you have 25 gigabytes, well, you're going to hit that eventually because if you're archiving and not deleting anything, which is what I kind of do, I, I don't, I delete junk and, 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 you know, things that I unsubscribe from, I just delete it all. But as far as, um, uh, a client communication or an email from my mom, it doesn't matter. I, I, I keep every single one. And, the attachments, though, even though I may download them and throw them in my photo library or I might download them and put them in my documents folder, the attachments are still part of the mail piece, you know? And what I would like to see is some innovation on on saying, you know what, I want to save this email but not the attachment. Or I want to save this email but I would rather the attachment be stored on iCloud and so that when I go back and look at it, I'm, I, I know that the attachment was here. You know, it, it gives me some way of knowing that, but that it's not taking up my storage space. Um, and, and there's things like that that I wish kind of was now there's not many people innovating on email. That's one of the tough things because people are constantly trying to replace email, which is funny because everything is email. Yeah. Um, everything is a reverse chronological list of something somewhere. Uh, you know, the SMTP protocol isn't the best protocol ever. Uh, IMAP and stuff like that isn't isn't the best thing ever. It's very good, but it's not the best thing ever. And so people keep trying to reinvent things like, oh, use Slack instead of email, blah, blah, blah. Well, email is still very good, and it probably will be around forever, and it is an open, decentralized thing, um, meaning that you can run your own mail server and it be as useful as using email from Google. Um, it's what we would wish would happen with something like Twitter, where everybody could run their own Twitter and everybody would be able to communicate with each other. Um, so it, it would it's it's as far as the web goes, it is an underpinning of the web that is as good as HTTP. Um, it is a, an amazing protocol that will work everywhere on every device, um, no matter what you use. And so, uh, in that regard, it's like one of the best technologies of the web. Period. Um, it's universal. It works everywhere. So. Um, but I would like to see a little more innovation there, not necessarily changing the protocol because I think that's pretty solid, but um, just those little things like, hey, you know, I have 50,000 emails over the last few years and I'm, I'm storing them all. And some people, you know, when you, work, when you work on the web, some people send you some crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like you'll get like, oh, here's uh, the one gigabyte PSDs and you have that in your email. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I yeah. don't mind <laughs> – I don't mind storing that somewhere else, but I do want to keep the email because in the email it's, it explains everything that's in those files and, you know, whatever. So anyway, it would be nice to see some innovation there. Uh, 
So you, you so let me let me walk through this a little bit further. So let's say you get ten emails today. Yep. Um, a couple of them are notifications from social accounts. A couple of them are uh, family related, and one of them is business related. What do you do? How do you do? I, I want to hear what you do with them again. So you go on to the web client. So. 100% of the time, I'm, I'm interacting with my phone. Okay. And all of those emails and the notifications from social and everything shows up in, in the BlackBerry Hub as a, you know, basically as an email and, yeah. or, or, you know, as a message, as a notification that there's a message somewhere and you can interact mm-hmm. with it right there. And, um, 90% of the time, I, mean, I either respond immediately if it's a text or, or something, or a or tweet yep. or something. Um, but if it's an email, I either start a message, reply, and that will push back the draft back into the email, into yeah. the email client or the email server. Uh-huh. And then either reply directly from my phone or hop back over to my computer and open up that draft. Yeah. Um, if it's, if it's something that I don't need to keep, it's immediately deleted. So you, when you delete, is it a real delete? Yeah, it's, it's a real delete. And it's a move to trash. Uh huh. Well, no, that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's, it's a move to trash. And I think after 30 days it gets deleted. Okay. So, when you get what what kind of stuff would end up in trash in your opinion? Um, I, I get like a lot of flight notification stuff. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, I I'm the kind of person that if I see like a deal for like six hundred bucks to fly to Japan, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. And so I get like weekly and monthly. Oh, I see what you're saying. So flight not, notifications. Not, yeah. Okay. Like, so oh, hey, there's a deal. Like yeah. And I've I've these are things that I've opted in. Yeah. And um, that's that's just kind of one example of, I would say, kind of marketing style, mm-hmm. you know, type stuff. Um, I I get daily. I, I run most of my transactions through my credit card, and um, on all of my bank accounts and everything, whenever it's used, I get a notification in my email about it. And so, right. most of the time, I know. Oh yeah, yesterday I was yeah. I was spending money. And so those 90% of the time, because I know exactly what it is, I I don't even, I don't even look at it. I just delete it. Yeah. It gets marked as red and delete. And, um, you know, that's something I should do. That's purely, purely from like a a security standpoint of, okay, like I want to know if, if Mike, and the worst part is, is like, it could be, it could and should be instantaneous. Right. But some of them aren't. It's like yeah. two days later, I'll get like three notification emails saying, hey, you used your card the past three days. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's great. If this was real fraud, I would now know that somebody's been spending my, spending my money, you know, off in Canada or somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like, like well, this morning I got gas in the car and it, some of the gas stations, not all of them, but some of them charge you a dollar and then charge you the rest later because you... It was it was a self serve one, so I had to actually pump the gas. But 
So when I slide the card in to even begin pumping gas, it, it must charge a dollar or whatever. But I get notifications of the dollar and then the thing later, so it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit weird, but um, okay. So so then all, all of those get, all of those things basically get deleted, and yeah. then like and even even a lot of the social notifications, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll just remove those as well. And so that way, like if I'm looking at yesterday. Yesterday's notifications, I have a, a conversation thread that I'm continuing, and I have the latest message of that conversation thread um, from Twitter. And then I have a Google Cloud Platform billing uh, alert saying that 50% of our budget, um, had, we've crossed that threshold. And so that's like a, like a to-do list item to go and check and make sure that there's not anything going crazy. I mean, that's, that's great that we're under budget. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, a neighborhood kind of news alert that I'm keeping because I need to turn off <laughs> all of those alerts. I, I, I subscribe to them, and turns out 90% of the time they're not useful. So, um, so, so give me an example of an alert. So, okay, so this one, it's using the, the Nextdoor service. I don't know okay. if you know about them, but... Yeah, um, yeah. Like this one, it says, you know, become a volunteer to crew leader with Friends of Trees. And, you know, it's just kind of like a, okay, yeah. a message from the city. I want, like, actual emergency alerts, not yeah. marketing messages, basically. So I'm, I'm going to have to adjust the settings there. You got to create a pipe t- for, for that to go right to Twitter, you know? That's what you got to do. <laughs> Use an if this, then that recipe, you know what I mean? Um, and oh, then, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have just a, a text message from Regal, which is another marketing message, but I'm keeping it because it's like some sort of coupon thing that I can get extra points on my Regal rewards or whatever. And so if I go to the movies today, which it's looking like I might not make it, and that, and then if if I don't make it, that just gets deleted. Gotcha. So what were you going to go see today? Uh, the new Tom Cruise movie. Is that Jack Reacher or what is that? Yeah, the, the Jack Reacher sequel. But I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to see it at some point. I'm kind <laughs> of on the fence because people, I read the reviews and oh, yeah. like the, the end user reviews, the, uh, the people who, who came back and said, well, switching the director and like the cinematographer was not a good choice this time. <laughs> So, oh man! Um, they they still enjoyed it, but um, when you going from the same people that you, that did the past movies with him to somebody new, and I know he likes working with new people each film, um, but this time it seems like from from what people are saying, not quite the best choice in terms of director and cinematographer. So, mm. huh? I um. Are, are you going to write a review about that? Like, do you still think you're oh, going to yeah. do some reviews? Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing that I'm going to continue doing and mm-hmm. bring in in some format, like movie reviews, because yeah. that's that's something that is I would say relatively neutral. But I have a wide body of work <laughs> for the past yeah. ten to fifteen years, and I really enjoy film as um, yeah as an art format. So I I want to continue doing that. So that'll be, you'll, you'll see some, some film reviews going forward. 
Well, one thing, so there's there's not too many movies that I'm, I don't go to the movies very often, but I do, I'll rent them on iTunes or something when they come out, or wait till they're on Netflix or whatever. Nowadays, they're getting to Netflix in record time, like, this month, Jungle Book is going to be on, on Netflix, and it's like, that's pretty quick, uh, especially for a movie that did as well as it did. You know, you'd figure the, the better it does, the the longer it would take to get to something like Netflix, but it's coming up soon, um, is... The, the, the next movie that I'm excited to go see, I'm going to go to the theater, I'm going to pre-order tickets and everything, is The Arrival. Um, oh, yeah. Looks very, very good. Uh, I liked what I see so far. And on Rotten right now, it has about 50 critical reviews, and it's at 100%. Wow. So, That's impressive. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, I, I usually don't... I'm not a person that says make the decision solely based on something like rotten or metacritic or whatever is out there. I'm not saying that and because you may look at some movies that are very poorly critically reviewed and you may love them. Um, so, so you, you kind of just have to, I just use it as like one of many reasons to go or not go. And when the arrival got as much positive press as it did, when the, when the, the, the kind of the premise of it, got as when the premise of the when the premise of it was as cool as it seems like it was is going to be and then when you start hearing chatter about amy adams like being very 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 good in it uh meaning you know i don't know if there's oscar talk but just very very good talk and then you go a little bit further than that and now you see all these critics that are tweeting because i have a couple people that i have in a twitter list that um go to see these things really really early and they came out of it and said we're going again tomorrow and wow. when they say when they say they're going again tomorrow to see it again, that was like okay, that's enough for me to say okay, that's probably worth because what you're really saying is for me around here, you know, I don't know how much a movie is out where you're at, but um, I don't live in New York City or anything, but um, for me to go to a movie in the middle of the day uh, or so, if it's not IMAX and 3D and all that other junk, I think it's junk. I like IMAX, but I don't like 3D. Is um, it's like nine bucks or something? You know what I mean? So it's not like crazy expensive but nine dollars when you compare it to watching it in your pajamas at home for for either you know quote unquote free because netflix is a monthly cost or um maybe five dollars to rent it uh that's a that's a pretty big chunk of change okay i think i have to leave the house you know it's nine dollars you know blah 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 and then you know obviously more people go with you you have to pay more money um it's a decision that says okay how do i make that decision about whether or not i'm going to spend my time and go see that thing uh, all those factors added up for me to be like, okay, I'm definitely going to go first day for arrival. Yeah, it's it's been on my list um, just just in terms of the purely from the story standpoint and the people yeah. involved in, in making it. Um, yeah. So I, hearing that it's getting good reviews um, is a very positive thing. Um, yeah. The When I'm in LA, I'm going to go to the IMAX version of The Voyage of Time. The, uh, the latest Terrence Malick film. Nice. And I've I've been waiting for this film for a while, and I'm I'm just very very excited that there's actually two versions of it, and um, you know the IMAX version is like the the shortened they cut out all of the traditional Terrence Malick stuff, which I particularly I love, um, mm. but. I, I do understand, like, how people don't get that and they don't want to sit through kind of, like, yeah. the whispering and the narration and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And 
Um, this is going to be more traditional documentary style, Brad Pitt narrating, and um, I'm I'm very very excited that that you know they they that he continued to make this film and and work on it and work on it and work on it and work on it. Um, you know, it's just uh, kind of like a, a monumental effort in in filmmaking in terms of like what they did for it and like the the process of okay this is a film that was greenlit in the 70s yeah <laughs> and then we, we got like a small taste of it with tree of life and now we're actually getting a film <laughs> a full film out of it so um you know i'm i'm particularly excited about that that's cool that, that's cool that when you go to la you, you make time to do something like that, that probably isn't, it's probably still available there where you're at, but, um, it, that's the town to go see a movie in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you and I hung out in front of the, the man's theater, I remember, and, um, I don't remember what movie was out at that point, but, like, we probably should have went to the movies, you know what I mean? It was a beautiful day, we shouldn't have gone to movies then, we should have waited until <laughs> later, but we, but, uh, but we probably should have went to a movie, like, I, that's one thing, there's a couple things, well, a few things about that trip and many others that I regret is, um, I used to travel quite a bit for work, a lot more than I do now. Uh, I don't particularly like the travel piece, but I like being places. Um, like, I don't like being on a plane. Like, I don't mind the flight of a plane, but I don't like people <laughs> or security or airports and all that stuff. But um, I love being new places, you know. And and one thing I, I regretted was, um, you know, a lot of times we, 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 like, look at life, like, we're always in a race. You know what I mean? Like we're always just trying to like you, you have a trip to LA. Like how long are you going to be down there? Um, roughly four days. And okay, so that's I, good. basically like you're saying, like I, I could have flown in the day of the meetings and flown out the day the meetings yeah. ended. And I added two extra days, like a day of travel and a day of travel, just so I have time to go to the movies to, you yeah. know, to go out to dinner with, with my coworkers. Cause it, you know, this may be the last time time I go yeah. to a meeting in LA. With me, and do you? So. But do you have family down there anyway, or no? Um, my family moved out of LA, um, okay. but I, I have some family in San Diego that um, yeah. I probably won't see them this time, just because it's a hassle yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to go from LA to San Diego. Yeah. Um, but but like that's. I, I remember one trip I had, which really dawned on me that I'm just a, a moron because even if you plan it tight something could happen that makes it worse than tight. So like, I remember I had a presentation to give in Florida and I had planned it kind of tight. I was like, I'm going to get in right before my, right before my, uh, my presentation, I'm going to give my presentation, go see my parents, which happened to live in Florida at the time and then get out of here like that same day. And, um, because of a flight delay, like one little flight delay, one little hiccup in the, in the, the whole thing. Um, I ended up, being from door to door in my own house 41 hours or something like that and it was just like i was dead and i was like and you don't even remember the fact that you went to another state um so my my biggest thing now is like bookending every single trip it has to have two maybe even three days on either end of it especially if it's something like a six or eight hour flight um like life is too short like if you go to la for for me, let's because I live on the East Coast. If I'm going somewhere to LA for like business, I need to stay for a week. Now that's oh, yeah. just the way it is. You know, I, I, it's stupid. It's stupid not to do something like that. So, what one of the other things that I'm going to try to squeeze in, but I'm not sure, is I'm going to try to 
make it happen to go to uh, the SpaceX headquarters and go nice. see their uh, their rocket that's out outside their return stage. That's cool. So I'm, do they do tours there or no? I don't know, but okay. it's it's there. It's like it's outside, so you can't miss it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I, don't, funny, I don't have any contacts Elon or anything, is like, so. I was just going to say, Elon is active enough on Twitter that, like, on the off chance that, you know what I mean? It's like it's worth a tweet kind of a thing. Like, on the off chance that he happened to read it and happens to be in a good mood and happens to be like, I would totally be like, hey, um, I'm coming to L.A. on business. I'm going to swing by the SpaceX thing. I would love to have a tour by anybody. And if you happen to be around, I will buy you a coffee. Like I would totally do that because you never know it. So he's one of those, he's one of those kind of guys that you just don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to send some tweets out and see, see what, what kind of, uh, I've always had good, I've always had good fortune with, with sending a tweet out and, and thinking there's no way like, that's how I got a free kayak. Uh, that's how I've done like tons of things. I've toured, you know, Instagram and um, uh, Pinterest and Twitter and, uh, you know, not only because I know people that work there, but, you know, just sending a tweet and saying, hey, I'm going to be in the area. Can I come and see the office or whatever and, and, and just do it? You know, it's, it's worth the tweet. Um, okay, so I, I, I'm definitely going to think about moving my personal account first before I move my business account uh, to something like Fastmail. Do you know if there's any, like, main competitors for Fastmail? There's probably tons, but... Yeah, I'm... There... I'd have to pull it up. There's a recent thread in that uh, Google thing about they're merging ads and personal notifications and stuff. But there's a couple competitor, like email competitors, that were listed. So I wonder how hard it is to move like my email, like not not the fact you know not forward facing you know, but the fact that I have. I wonder how many emails I have. This would be really interesting to see. It's I don't, I don't know for for me I, I I guess I don't particularly mind or want to like have all of my emails in one particular silo or not I've downloaded everything from Google when I have my backups and you know there's backup in several different places online and offline um, and. You know, in in the off chance that Google decides to, to end of life Gmail, which you, knowing how Google is, you never know. But I I think that's yeah. very, very unlikely. Then, yeah, it is. Then I can, you know, take my archive and you know, open it in a you know like a desktop client or something. Um, mm-hmm. But I I feel like I'm at the point where I don't necessarily need the ten plus years of email. Um, searchable and accessible. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, there's some business stuff that, you know, in the past year or two that I would kind of want, but I do have that already in fast mail. So, you know, I think it just depends on how much you need and then like how much you want to sync versus sync and have on kind of like in, in the cloud versus your local. Weird. Cause I have, um, I'm trying to figure out how many emails I have, and I'm guessing that on Google's servers right now, which I don't think is a complete backup of my email because I had email locally somehow on my Mac. Every time I move like from one Mac to another, I still bring all the data over, and somehow there's like mail 
<laughs> in here. And I think it's because, let me see, do I have folders here? I have folders on my computer in my mail client a little bit. Um, it looks like I have roughly 70,000 messages or something like that that would need to be moved over between the two accounts, which isn't terrible. Not, it's not bad. Yeah. I, th- I think I, I may have like started the process of, of transferring, transferring the emails over and then just realized like, okay, wait, like I don't, I don't need all of these emails. I, I'll probably never need to search all these emails. I'll download yeah. them. Yeah. I'll keep a copy, but it's I, funny though, I because don't need I go to go back, through it. Man. I do go back. Like, well, I will tell you one thing. Like, some of the things I end up going back for is um, family-related things are certainly in there. But there's also like back when email was even more important than it is now. Like a lot. Like now, I have to look on all kinds of things to find. Like, hey, what happened when uh, when this went down? Um, Twitter is an excellent way of looking back at some things for the last few years, at least ten years. Um, but like when nine rules was going on, like I have emails from that period, you know, um, blog comments from, even though I don't have those blog comments on my blog anymore, I have them all in email and there's, you know, hundreds of blog comments. So there's interesting things to search for every now and then, you know, Saturday afternoon, it's pouring rain here right now. And, uh, it's just, it, it's cool to kind of like go through your email sometimes like really old stuff. Yeah. I, it, it is, it is it looks interesting. Like Seattle here. Oh, <laughs> it looks like Seattle here today. I uh, I was searching for a recipe. Somebody mm-hmm. asked me for my baklava recipe, and of course, I don't have a baklava recipe. It's it's a very very simple thing. Yeah, like well, put a whole bunch of stuff in a pan it, or a, a just, pot. You just put all put all the stuff together and cook and cook it. Like yeah, <laughs> it's it's not like like. I, I don't know. It's not like there's like some secret family recipe on yeah. it. It's like, no, this is, this is like a, a process kind of thing. And once you know the process, there's not really like a, a set yeah. recipe that's better than one way or the other. Yeah. Um, you, you can screw it up by screwing up the process and I've done it, but, um, you can screw anything up. I would, it, it, it can and have, um, mm-hmm. but I, I came across like me talking with, uh, a couple old friends about baklava and you know, this back in like 2003 and it was just kind of like a blast from the past. So, yeah. um, you know, the, it is, it is fascinating to like kind of have that, you know, flashback in time just mm-hmm. by searching. And so I, I can, I can see the appeal of it, but, um, I don't know. Time is uh, to search for things by time is actually really interesting. So it's interesting that you bring that up. So email, we, we can jump off the email topic here in one more second. But um, the the fact that like I did this thing one night, it was pretty interesting. Um, you, you you ever hear the service Time Hop? Yeah. You know, and, and and Facebook has a similar feature and stuff that pretty much says that like when you log on to something, it shows you like, hey, here's what happened one year ago. Well. A lot of times, it, because of these social networks not being all that old or some of these features not being all that old yet, it doesn't show you things like, hey, uh, do you know what happened on this day 25 years ago? You know, for some of us, that would be a relevant thing if, if, if the data was there, you know. But your email or your computer actually has some of that stuff. You know, like if you were on a computer 20 years ago, like I was, there are some little bits have made it that far. Yeah. Like I have scripts 
that are in programming languages that don't even run on my computer that I still have. You know what I mean? And I look through the code and I'm like, I wrote that code when I was 14. I still have it, you know? Um, and I remember writing it, you know what I mean? Or, or like, I remember tackling that particular problem or building that particular website. And it's really cool to do that. I do recommend, um, with any of your photos or, um, your, uh, data that's on your computer or even, even on random YouTube searches that if you have nothing else to do for the night, do this, pick a particular date, be like, Hey, you know what? Right now it's all, you know, it's October. Uh, let me look at October, 2003, just to see what heck, what, what was going on that day. So search everything that you have, your, your, your shoe boxes, your whatever, and find November 3rd, 2003. Or, or excuse me, October 20, whatever the heck it is right now, 2003, and look through what happened on that day um, and try to put it together and, and remember it and, and all that stuff. People that do journaling and stuff obviously can can um, sympathize with, like, that's exactly why they do this. You know what I mean? Um, uh, did I tell you what I've been doing with video lately? No. What, what are you um, doing? I, I take – I record myself every day um, with my iPhone. Uh, little little bits here and there of of what I'm doing, and I, I long story short is I'm making a private vlog for myself every day, and I've been doing it for a while now. Okay. And so what I do is not not any kind of particular structure, but I'll just open my iPhone, you know, because now I have it on raised to wake. So I raise to wake, slide it over, hit record. Say, like, oh, I'm picking up some apple cider donuts today, and here's what they look like, and blah, blah, blah. Right, real quick, like 30 seconds to, to 10 minutes. It doesn't matter how long you record. You make one video. You you um, you record a little in the morning. You record a little bit what you're doing in the afternoon. You record right before you go to bed. You open iMovie on the phone, right? Um, you click import and select all the clips from the day in order. You hit make movie, and then... The only thing that you do is on the very first clip, you put the date. That's all you have to do is type in the date. Hit save. It goes into your camera roll, which obviously goes to iCloud Photo Library and everything. And then you delete all the clips. Right? So now you just have one video with no editing. Like, in other words, you didn't do anything special. You didn't add music or anything like that. But you know what you did that day. It's wild. It's actually a little it's, – it's, it's like blogging or blogging or whatever. But I, I, and I obviously do those things too. But I've been recording them lately, and it's been really interesting to see. Like, what was your mood like and everything? And it reminds me of what Casey Neistat has going on. I mean, he puts his stuff out publicly, but you know that he has just hours of video that he does not put yeah. out on his blog. Because when you're watching his blog, you see this guy has always recorded his life. I mean, he's got his sons growing up and every moment of that. He's got you know dates with his girlfriend from 10 years ago that make into his vlog today he's always recorded everything and so i was like you know what? i got to try to do this but i have to do it in such a um a way that is so easy that i will actually do it i'm not going to sit there and put music to it and all that stuff so i do constrain all the clips i don't keep all the clips separate the reason why i do that is because i want it to be digestible by myself easily like, I want to just throw it on my TV and be able to watch, you know, what happened five years ago. So I'm going to continue to do that. I've started, um, I don't know how many weeks I'm into it at this point, but um, I do kind of recommend doing it. It's it's a really interesting way to look back. And it's only for you, and it's not pretentious anyway, because you're not, like, putting it out there. Um, and, and what you do is, when you do talk to the camera, uh, you talk to yourself. 
you know, it becomes your Wilson to your, you know, Tom Hanks. You know what I mean? Like you just talk to it like, hey, uh, don't don't forget that you were mean to somebody today. And this is what happened. You know what I mean? Like it's it's interesting. Um, I like it. Yeah, like but I've been it. doing that. I've been doing that kind of stuff a lot lately, where you search for stuff. So obviously, I have a, a photo library with with tens of thousands of images. So I'm able to look back at that. I have uh, my blog, which has tons of information on it. I have Twitter, which has tons of information on it. Um, and so if you do these date based searches, it's cool to go see like what happened on that day. Um, but I do recommend on YouTube uh, is to just pick a date back from like when you were 15 and do a search for the that date. Maybe not a particular date, but a year. On YouTube, you will be, obviously, as with any other YouTube uh, query, you'll be amazed at what comes up. Like, you do a search for, like, you know, 1995, I was, you know, I was 15 going on 16. Um, I can do a search for 1995 and see, like, all the music videos that, like, was pop, were popular then. I can see, like, you know, people that were famous back then and that are no longer even around. Like, it, it's all on YouTube. It's pretty, it's pretty wild that it's up there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little jealous that uh, there's so much more content now, mm-hmm. you know. I would say people people growing up past and experiencing, you know, maybe let's say like junior high starting in yeah. the year 2000 or so, or so, much much different, you know, searching back. Oh s- yeah, starting just because there's so much more content. There's good and bad things to that, I imagine. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot a lot more people's life is public. You know. Uh, well, I mean, they're, they're purposely putting it out there, but you know, when they're 35 or 40 or 50 and, and the, the, the photos of them being 15 are literally on Facebook, um, you know, and now there's, cause imagine, imagine having what I have, which is desperate and pieces and, and all over the place. And I'm kind of cataloging them all. And I wish I, I wish it's someone at, when I was 10, I wish someone said, Hey, start a diary. Um, and keep everything (laughs) yeah that i listened and keep everything because i really think that um while i prefer to write for the public i like to catalog for myself um i don't know that i'd ever keep a personal diary that was like locked and and you know i I don't want anybody else to read and i i would share my feelings in there i don't know that i would be that kind of person but i really appreciate documenting my thoughts in a public forum that's why i like blogging so much i think um but as far as like what I did all day, I know that's not interesting to anybody else because I don't live a life like Casey Neistat or like you know these other these other guys. I don't. I'm not on a helicopter every five seconds. So, but it is interesting to me when I look back and I see that I went for a hike and, and saw those friends and had those beers and and, and and that's very interesting stuff. And I can't wait to kind of go back. And what I'll probably do is every every video ends up being around eight or nine minutes. You know, just happens to be about that. Um, I'll, I'm kind of interested to go back and tag them all later with like some metadata that I'll be able to search later. Um, I'm, I'm not going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to wait till I get maybe 50 or hundred of them and then watch them and then go back and add a whole bunch of metadata to them so that I can like search for all the places that I was or search for, um, uh, the, the, like, let, let's say for example, if I wanted to say like, what was that beer that I had at that particular brewery that I really liked and they only make it in October. I can answer that with my own information at some point. Like that's gonna be pretty wild. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's it's uh, an encapsulation of 
I don't know, like people in the past, you know, they scrapbook or, or whatever, and maybe they have like a little bit, but now we have like everybody, not everybody, a lot of people have a phone that has a video camera that they can yeah. record with and they are, mm-hmm. and there's, there's so much like you can go back and, and say, okay, you know, if, if you had access, you could, you could say, okay, you know, come up with like actual stats of, you know, yeah. what people are doing, what, you know, kind of like, what is the, the general tone of people putting videos online or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this link um, is somebody I, I met through a chat room and happened to be just super into stats and recording and, and recording stuff. And for a two year period, roughly, how long ago? Two seconds ago. Okay. Um, so she recorded when she's when so she yeah she, when, when she cried and how she was feeling and um, and then went back and did the like the meta analysis on this and like tagging and all, all of that and yeah, then this was her her write up on it. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is just like her text record of one particular item. And I feel like with video, you could, you know, you, you could train a machine to do this kind of thing for many different areas. Yeah. Have you ever video. seen the Have you ever seen the Feltron reports? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it it's not exactly the same, but um, but certainly a very cool way of of cataloging one's life. And it, it, there's a lot of it, it's funny because there's a lot of people that are that that are in uh, into it. There are people that do it in private that you don't even know. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of videos that come out. Like, I saw one on Kotke maybe maybe a week ago or something, where this guy had recorded a yearly, uh, you know, sometime in December he would say, you know what, my 34th year of life was was you know uh, it was a down year. I lost my job. I, I did this. I did that. And then then the next year he's like, oh, things are looking good. I lost 20 pounds. I'm you know whatever. Uh, and so he recorded one of those every single day excuse me, every single year, um, and just catalog his life for like 30 or some years. That's only 30 videos. It's like not even that big of a deal. But to remember to do it and to catalog it and to have like a, a story arc and you see the guy aging and, and all those other things, um, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I kind of wish that I had thought of that years and years ago. But, um, but we live in interesting times. I think you make a good point of like, there's so much more content that people can search back on what happened in their lives. It's unbelievable. Maybe we should have a topic of this, like a personal, you know, kind of personal data collection. Because I think people do more of it than they even know they are. Like, and that's, your phone has a lot of information. On it that's they don't even know. that's one, one thing that um, I think is, I don't want to say it's dangerous, but I, I think if people realized what data was being recorded, what data, like their actions online, like this yeah. Google stuff, I knew a lot of it was being recorded and like being kept track. Yeah. But then some of it, I was like, wait, wait, why, why, why is this a thing? And how come I can't delete it? Like all of it right now. Yeah. Like, like they have a map of every single place that I've accessed from my phone. Yeah. Like a, a geo map, you know, I, I, 
I no longer have and keep location services turned on on my phone, so that well, you have a BlackBerry, so that doesn't that doesn't happen. But I don't even, think what, even even if you're logged into just like a like a Gmail account or yeah. you use Google Maps or any any sort of Google services that has location services, it will in their where whatever their their location history, they'll they have a map of it and every place and date and time they have a map of it. And I didn't know this existed. <laughs> and I was just like, wait a second. Like, okay, yeah, I know that that was possible, but I didn't ask them to create this for me. And yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> there's a there's a log. I don't know if you remember the, unless this is kind of exactly what you're talking about. I'm not sure. But they, the iPhone for a while, and I'm not sure about now, had an unencrypted list a log a text file or whatever you want to call it of the cell towers that you hit do you do you remember this when this yeah, came out yeah I, re- I remember when that came out yeah because so like somebody built like this little tool that all it really did was say hey uh we know where those are <laughs> so now what we can show you is if it if it keeps a log file of like the last 1000 cell towers that you hit here is exactly where you were within you know pretty close like it wasn't you know gps like three feet it was like maybe a mile or something, but here's where you, everywhere you went in the last two years, it's like, holy moly. The fact that was on there is, is it really scared people. And, and I wouldn't be like, that's, that's one where like, I just don't want that to exist. Yeah. Even, even though it's possible for it to exist, I don't want it to exist. Um, but there's, there's other things where it's like, okay, all of your YouTube history and all of everything they they're now saying okay we have all this data we're going to start allowing our advertising partners to you know to use this data to serve more and better different ads to you and if you don't if you don't like it we're going to make your ad experience horrible yeah <laughs> we we won't we won't let you skip at any ads on YouTube if you don't if you disable these features and it's like okay, uh, this this makes me not want to to use any of G, any of Google services. But um, I, I don't know. There's there's like one aspect of it. It's like okay, I'm I'm okay with them using this data. And then there's yeah. there's like a clear line between I'm okay with them using this data, and I understand that it makes the experience at least somewhat better because I'm shown hopefully relevant ads the things that are relevant to me versus this is, it crosses the line from, from relevant advertising to you're keeping track of everywhere I've gone and been and logged in and each device and, and all of this. And there's not really a, like a direct line to how you make money from this. And it's just a little, like, I don't know. It's, it's off it's upsetting to me. And I would say there is a direct line between there is a direct line for how they make money on something like that. I think, I think that it, when they know all of that, I mean, they know whether or not you walked into a chocolate store, you know, and then they can just show you ads for chocolate. So that's how they make money. You know, there's a direct line on how they make money on all that big time. It's, it, but, but whether or not they should do it is, is a whole other thing, you know? The, so, Okay, so we're at, like, what, an hour and 20 minutes, I think? Um, is that where we're at? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think we're at 
roughly that. So yeah, um, maybe we could wrap this conversation up with a, a little segment that I'd like to add to uh, our discussions each each time that we do it. Um, would be can you name a, a, a feature of an application that you've appreciated uh, recently? Boy, um, you know, I, I think the, and I haven't used this on The fact that you're on Windows Android. right now and a, and a BlackBerry device is kind of nice because, like, obviously I'm on, on the, uh, Apple. The great thing, um, and one of the reasons why, aside from the physical keyboard, that I'm still yeah. on a BlackBerry um, is the BlackBerry Hub. And... Um, the, I want to say, like, the particular feature of that, aside from having, like, all of your notifications and everything in one place, is the the sharing. And hmm. I've um, never used it, so I have no opinion. So, so basically, I, for example, I will be in, like, my photo application, and yeah. I have my, you know... My list that's, of- a wild, that's a wild-looking device, i got to say. <laughs> wild. I mean, it's, I, it's like, it's almost square, right? It, it almost- is. It's it's almost, the screen is, is square, and they got into a fight with Google about it, and they tried to sit, they tried, this is one of the, like, the reason why BlackBerry, in my opinion, got so far off track. Mm-hmm. Three and a half, four years ago, um, they tried to play hardball with Google and said, thinking that Google needed their patents. And so rather than making their, their version of Android and being able to run the Android runtime, um, and Google play store and all that, they could have, but they put a, a, like a a Blackberry specific stub that you can't replace unless you're Blackberry. And so Mm -hmm. you can't install Google play services and you can't run any of Google, Google's applications because they were doing these negotiations and, you know, pl- trying to play hardball with Google. Well, of course, that, that was the wrong relationship to try to burn. Yeah. And, you know, that's set them back. Um, anyway, they they now have a, a much better relationship with Google because they realize that they are the small dog. Yep. And um, they've they've actually they actually have the the BlackBerry Hub. I think it's called like Hub Plus as an application that you can install onto your onto your Android phone. Nice, and it brings a lot of these features to Android, and I'm not sure if they have it for iOS as well. But you know, they they, they have a new software strategy going forward. Um, mm. Anyway, so this particular feature is, um, yeah, I, I tap a picture, and it could be a picture, it could be a text, it could be you know, kind of any sort of media or notification or something. And then there's always the share. You know, it's just a an option, and then yeah. And then there's all of the different ways and, and applications and things that you can share that particular thing um, to. And so it's nice to be able to, you know, have a picture and say, okay, I want to share this to Instagram or to Twitter or as a text message or as an email directly from the picture. And, you know, I've, I've been off Android and, and iOS for you know, many, many versions. So this may be just kind of a standard feature in everything, but yeah. I, I, I love being able to be in the device, um, in whether I'm taking pictures of video or whatever and finish editing and then directly share, Oh, this, this picture is going to Instagram. 
and the next picture is going to Twitter, and the next picture is going in a text message to a friend, and um, to not have to like flip. Oh, I'm going to text message application. Oh, I'm going to Instagram. Oh, I'm going. Yeah, it, I think we have that you know, now. It, it's great, um, you know, going directly from what I'm doing to to those other applications without um, you know having to switch back and forth and have like this hassle of oh, there's you know don't know where this is. They call it. The- they call it the share sheet, I think, but there is an icon, like I have this beer here. There is an icon here on the side, and it comes up, and I can do message, mail, throw it to notes, throw it to Twitter, Instagram, yeah, yeah. Facebook, uh, Slack, so forth. And I think what ends up happening, though, was is that it would, for, depending on how the programmer set it up, some of them will just take that and, and throw it as an attachment. Like, in other words, it would literally open the Twitter app and, and have yes. it yes. kind of attached. And some of them will open up like a little dialogue where you can kind of do something and then send it. And some of them just like it just goes. Uh, so it all depends on the um, how the developer has set it up. But I, I think as far as the hub thing goes, I mean, I know that in theory you could have that with what Notification Center is on iOS. Um, if you were to say, yes, I want notifications for everything to go into this this thing. It is not an app by any means. And it is not a... Like, if you have stuff go into there, um, you have to, like, slide down on the bottom. Like, kind of like Android where you slide from the, slide from the top or whatever. Um, so I don't know how to compare the two. I'd like to see that because I, I, ho- I hope that BlackBerry stays in business. I, I don't know if they will. I know that they finally said we're not going to make any more hardware, but I don't well, know. Well, <laughs> that's the, the funny part about that was, it was we're not going to make any hardware ourselves. And they've been, they've, right. been, they've been in that situation for the past year and a half, two years now. Um, so it, it wasn't like there was, it was a new announcement. It was just like confirming, yeah, we're going to continue working with our hardware partners because making stuff ourselves is extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think the way that they're running their business is smart and kind of basically transitioning, transitioning from being a cell phone company to being a security services company and that, Having their own phones is part of their you know, security. Part, part, part of their security cell, and yeah. you know when the president needs the most secure phone, or you know if you're in working for the NSA or something that you have to have the best of the best, and you're willing to pay any price, then you you go with a BlackBerry. And yeah, um, but I, I don't think I could totally see that. I don't I think totally they'll see. ever be in um, the consumer market in general again, just because yeah. of. Uh, I mean, hey, it, I mean, 10 years ago, 20, you know, 15 years ago, it was a com- completely different story of who was the leading yeah. leading in consumers. So, that, I mean, that could change again. Um, yep, absolutely. And, I mean, like right now, Samsung, you know, is or maybe maybe was, the, you know, the top. But, you know, that can, you know, all it takes is one, one phone that explodes and everybody, oh. their reputation is, is burned. And, um you know, I, I think, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, to have some sort of huge comeback. But I, I think that, I think their main competitor now is going to be Google. I, yeah, I, I think I think that BlackBerry is um, is kind of like here for the long run, just because of like Canadian law, and yeah. that that basically prevents anybody but a Canadian corporation from acquiring them. Right. And 
uh, and then that makes that even more challenging just because of their relationship with all the different governments and stuff. So I, I feel like they kind of have like a favored nation status um, in terms of how their how their company is and the relationships they have, but also that they've you know kind of they've they've made their business run so that they can run it and keep running it without being a consumer company. So yeah. Um, I don't know. The, the the hub application for me is, you know, it's basically like, like Thunderbird or or the mail application, but it's before everything. And it's nice to be able to treat all these different applications or notifications as email messages or kind of in kind. So I, I'm, I'm it would be glad. cool if you had something like that. If somebody, I don't know, maybe there is something that's not notification center for for iOS. I don't know, but I would, I would, I think it's interesting. It would be, a, it would be a cool. Boy, would they have to keep up with a lot of APIs and stuff, you know, changing APIs and things. But, but it would be a cool idea. It says, it says that they are, they're working on it. That they're working bringing that application suite to. Um, to mm-hmm. iOS, you know, they, they just recently launched it on Android. And so I'm, you know, from, from what people are saying, the other thing that is interesting is they have a, you know, kind of like a, a password application, mm-hmm. um, as part of that application suite, um, for nice. in, in Android. So it's kind of like they're, they're bringing say kind of the modern, modern applications of, of security to to Android and to iOS, so that's I don't know. It's it's an interesting strategy, but I don't say that's that's kind of like the the application that that really. Um, so as far as phone phones go, you know, I I mainly use my my phone for taking pictures and writing emails and um, calendaring, um, you know, sending messages. That thing and, could- that thing could probably use a better camera, though. And I, right? I would love for somebody to make a, and I, you know, I've, I've tweeted about this, but to, to make like a full frame or three quarters frame, um, mirrorless mm-hmm. DSLR quality sensor um, that has, you know, essentially this size screen or device. Mm-hmm. snapped into the back that running android or or even you know ios if if apple decided to go into making cameras but um i i as much as i think that cameras on phones are have come yeah so far and the technology they have like there's only so much that you can do with with the sensor yeah and and you know as as many megapixels as you try to you know, push into it, and as as high quality as the photos are, you don't get the same the, the same image. And oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, but one of one of the things that continually frustrates me is the lack of um, the lack of focus control. Mm-hmm. Um, is that you know I'll be wanting to take you know, like it's it's just autofocus. There's no there's yeah. no Okay, I want to adjust to a particular focus setting, and we we have that on um, 
on iOS, there, there is the ability to do that, not, not only just by tapping on the screen and, and adjusting where the focus is, like the focal plane is, but also uh, the f-stop. But, the, but also the, um, there's, there's applications like Manual and a few others that you can go even further than that. Like you have little dials that you can kind of say, okay, I want to you know, adjust the depth of field and things like that. Um, I mean, it's, but there's like the limitations of that. It, oh yeah. There's, there's this much glass versus this much glass, you know? Yeah. 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 So but see what I was saying about your Blackberry though, is I'm saying like, even when you compare oh, yeah, that I mean, this device is, to, this is a kind of yeah. like a, a mid range camera from 2013. And yeah, it, it, it was, it was never, you know, like the camera was an afterthought. Yep. Okay, so that was so. So, are you going to say Hub is your feature? Yeah, I'm going to say Hub. Hub is probably the the application and feature that I. I'll have to look up some screenshots of it because I've never seen it. So, I'll have to look up some screenshots of it, um, or or video or something. The my feature is uh, that recently Google Maps has updated for iOS, and um, and I don't know if it was the most recent update or within the last two updates. But now it allows you to even prompts you, which is nice, which is a nice feature that it's not just like, hey, we have a feature, but now it's like telling you that allows you to download the tiles for around your house so that it cuts way down on your data usage. And I particularly don't have a problem with that, really, as far as data usage goes. I do take a lot of photos. I take a lot of – but I don't like – I'm not someone I, – I buy a lot of um, – uh, transfer, whatever the heck they call it, data usage from, from Verizon. So I never really go over. I mean, once in a while I do, but I'm not, I don't really care if I do that much. Uh, so I'm not like someone that has to be like, oh man, I, I you know, uh, I can't afford the overage or that if, you know, cause there's some countries where you go over and it could, it could literally bankrupt you <laughs> if you go over the, the allotment. But, um, but I just think it's a very nice feature because it, it not only makes the app a lot faster, uh, even on LTE, which LTE is very, very fast, but it's still very fast. Um, but it cuts down on the data usage. So it's like both a – it's a feature that both – it helps the customer in every single way. Um, and you can download the maps just like on, uh, on a high-grade you know, GPS um, application that somebody can download. Um, that now you can say, okay, I want to, you know, I'm going on a trip to is this, uh, LA. Is this in the the default Maps application for, yep. for Apple? Wow. No, no, no. It's in. It's in. I don't know if Apple has it. I haven't okay. seen it, but this is in Google. In Google, okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's going to be in the default Google app across whatever you know you'd get it on. You know. Yeah, that's that's really nice. I know I know people that particularly like they pay for whatever the, yeah. the Garmin app yeah, they're, and they're a hundred dollars, you know, and, and it's, you know, a hundred dollars, but you get, you know, you get the downloads for everything. And so that's nice that Google's co- trying to compete there. Yeah. And, and it's nice that it's limited. It's not like, Oh, grab the whole United States, which is like, you know, who knows, <laughs> but it, it just, it told me that it was going to be 30 megabytes for downloading the, the area around my home. It didn't, it, I didn't read the, di- I, le- I read the dialogue, but I didn't, I don't remember whether it said like, within 10 miles of your home. Like it knows where I live. Um, but I don't remember whether or not it said like, this is going to be within 10 miles of your home or not. I don't remember if it said that or not. Um, but it, it's, it's extremely yeah, snappy now. And here, as far as I can tell, it only downloaded the roads. The, the satellite pictures still seem to, nope, I'm wrong. The satellite pictures aren't loading from like, I don't, I turned off air. I tie have airplane mode on and I could use my phone. Pretty nice. So, 
Um, I thought that was a nice feature in the sense that it's it's super super practical. And so if you do have Google Maps, um, let me see if there's a way to get to it. Um, there's an under settings. There's an offline area, and you can edit it there. Um, it's very it's pretty cool. You can add new ones. Download this area. Oh, so you can you can literally like right now I can drag out to even larger area. I'm not sure you can see this, Danny. Yeah. But I can drag out to a larger area, and it tells me I can. It'll take up 175 megabytes. So let's see if I wanted to get like. This is going to be crazy, but let's say, oh, area too large, hold on. Let's just get, um, like, so if I get almost all of northeastern Pennsylvania, which Pennsylvania is a humongous state, but if I get, I would say everything that's on this map that you're looking at is in within about two and a half hours of my house, it would be 600 megabytes. That makes a, it, that's good. Yeah. So 600 megabytes for everything that I'd probably go to, let's put it that way, two and a half hours of my house, unless I'm going on a trip, everything is in that. You know, there's, there's, right. there's. There's probably thirty state parks in that in that area, or, and you know what I mean. Like, there's it's a very very large area, and that's, so, and, and that's and, a good trade off. Like, yep. the, you know, the data storage. Yep. I mean, I don't I don't know if you have like a sixty four or one twenty eight or whatever, but um, whatever the biggest tra- trading I, trading I, trading half a gig is yeah. is a fantastic trade off for yep. having having offline maps and not having to go back to Google every time you want. It's the big thing is the big thing is the speed of that. Like, you know, um, it's still going to do the lookup for how to get there. Um, probably, you know, based on traffic, especially if you have those settings on, um, cause it wouldn't know traffic, you know, but, uh, but it doesn't have to download the roads, the road systems and stuff. So it's, it, or the tiles for that too. So yeah, I would recommend if you have the Google maps app to, Click on the little uh, hamburger menu, the three line menu. Uh, go to settings, go to offline areas, and and add a couple areas that you think that you might go to quite a bit. And I guarantee you that your usage for if you use Google Maps at all, the usage for your um, your data usage will go down. Now, see, I don't know about where you live, but like I use Google Maps all the time, and it's not that I don't know how to get to the grocery store and things that I go to. It's that when I go hiking and stuff, I use Google Maps quite a bit to get to particular areas that I need to get to. Yeah, I'm I'm new to the area that I'm in, and so, oh, so you're I'm, definitely. I'm every every time I go somewhere, I am you know at least an hour before I'm on Google Maps, like looking up not just how to get there, but what is also around, mm-hmm. and like what are what are the local stores, what are the local restaurants, and you know all of that. Um, in, you know, kind of like my pre, you know, whether, even if I'm just going to the movies, I want to see, you know, what, what's around and kind of like learn the area. So, yeah, um, I, I definitely use Google maps, um, a ton. I, oh man, those donuts. <laughs> oh. I'm showing you the apple cider donuts, by the way, they make them right in front of you and give them to you. That's fantastic. Yep. There's a little orchard. Uh, I don't know, it's probably only like five miles from my house, really. Um, but look at these bad boys. Look at that thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. You do need these. Oh, man. Now, have, now, I'm, now I'm thinking about donuts. <laughs> they have to have apple cider donuts over there, right? I, the I have to, I'll have to look and see. 
they better. Otherwise, you got to move. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I know there's there's at least three or four different bakeries around me. So yeah. Um, just uh, the one that's closest isn't open on Mondays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was that was the last time I. It was either this Monday or the previous Monday, but I I went out for a hot cocoa and um, there's a, a coffee shop that's right next to the bakery and. I, I sit in there drinking my cocoa, and four different people asked, "Oh, is the bakery open Not on Mondays?" So before anybody freaks out about how many calories I'm eating, because I have a bag of these donuts, um, all week I was very, very good. I had no beer, no sweets, did not eat after eight o'clock, um, walked ten thousand steps a day, and um, had very good sleep the entire week. So. Uh, I, I I have banked the goodwill towards me eating these on purpose, by the way, because I like. So these are these are not necessarily they're seasonal here, you know. Yeah. Like This is something like you know. This is what you buy in October. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I am banking my my good eats for L.A. Um, and yeah. and hopefully hopefully the end of my trip because I know there's there's going to be some some dinners and meals that I'm going to want to eat delicious stuff at so yeah um very good well I'm, let's wrap up yeah, this let's, let's, wrap up uh, this week and but I want you to stay on the line because I want to talk about our trip oh yeah yeah um so I want to say that the one last thing that I was going to say and we should talk about next time yep. is um I'm going to say, like, social media and and how that that plays out in in the, um, like, in the, the record-keeping, how, you know, before people blogged or scrapbooked or d- did all this stuff, and now, like, you mm-hmm. touched on, like, they had their Facebook and they have, you know, they, oh, five years ago, this was you on Facebook, um, and just kind of, like, what what impact that has on you know people wanting to do more or not do more or all that sounds good to me all right cool